Welcome to the Gather Influence podcast. It is our great honor to welcome you into some of the most catalytic conversations happening in our nation around the female voice. My name is Vanessa Hoyes from Montreal and my co-host Kathy Ostapchuk from Toronto and I have the privilege of leading Gather Women. This movement will exist until the female voice can be heard loud and clear in every sphere of influence across our nation. So we invite you into these conversations and we pray they will mobilize you personally, you the listener, you the influencer to champion truth, challenge inequity and in turn change our nation and change our world. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So here we are today in May 2021. It's hard to believe that this pandemic started well over a year ago, but we're still standing. Vanessa Hoyes is with me. She is coming to us from Montreal, and I'm here in my home office in Oakville. And where else are we going to be these days but home? So Vanessa, welcome to season five of the Gather Influence podcast. Hello, and I am coming to you from my 11 year old's messy bedroom because COVID right, <laughs> right? like COVID. okay COVID not that's why it's messy but I'm in a bedroom because we're all at home <laughs> so. that's right you know what we're going to be milking because of COVID-19 for a lot of months and afterwards we're not going to know what to blame our lives <laughs> weight gain because COVID <laughs> right, COVID-19 absolutely <laughs> And we're so excited to be launching this podcast. We've had a bit of a pause between season four and season five, but this season is particularly close to our hearts because we're talking about something that Vanessa and I are both passionate about. And I suspect that if you're listening to this, you are passionate about as well. And that is the subject of voice. What it looks like, what it feels like. Do we use it? Why we don't use it? Where we use it? How we use it? And so we're going to just launch right in because we have something very special to talk about near the end of this podcast that we invite you to. But, you know, I've had a lot of extra time um, uh, where I feel like I should be feeling productive. So (laughs) to feel productive, I usually just put a podcast uh, on my phone, put launch my AirPods in and go for a walk and listen to something. And I guess I'm curious, Vanessa, we're all listening to things, but what have you been listening to? What voices have you been listening to recently and why? Well, the same, we used to drive, right? So now it is literally like a walk and I've come to realize again how valuable that space to walk and listen has been. So I would only be recently again, my husband is a huge podcast, you know, down downloader of so much. And I'm always like, do this, listen to this. In fact, just side note, pet peeve is when someone sends me a podcast link, but doesn't summarize, just says, you should listen. I'm like, I get a million things I should do, first of all. And secondly, I should listen to a million things. So I'm like, I always tell people, summarize why you liked it and why you think it might be relevant for me. That's what I I ask of everyone whenever they just send me links for things. So, but right now, um, you know, a few years ago, anything on the tool of the Enneagram for self-awareness was transformative to my marriage, my life, my leadership, my parenting, my friendships. And so 
I do keep tracking with conversations around the Enneagram. And so Ian Morgan Cron is still like a huge voice of um, wisdom into that. And then the art of growth, um, some more about just a few more um, deep dives into the Enneagram. And I do it honestly if I need to understand someone else maybe a new and emerging team leader or I'm still figuring out my own daughters and so even as I'm doing that I'm I'm trying to listen and learn so that's a huge one for me too and I am so late to the party but Annie F Downs is for sure like she's actually got a just a yeah some a, a strong like an actual voice <laughs> like I uh, the, the tone of her voice was quite intriguing for me so she's kind of been uh new and then I did revisit of course a seat at the table I'm not just plugging what we are but just again as we were putting those out on a podcast I thought we had some of the most incredible conversations at a seat at the table and so I started really tracking that way and then I really love Nikki Gumbel's stuff at the moment too really really um I just feel like he's speaking to the 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 global church in in new and fresh ways well no he's saying the same thing he's always said but I feel like the church is 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 hungry for it in new ways now yeah, that's right. And I think sometimes when we listen to podcasts or anything at all, we think that, oh, we're learning something new, but it may need, it may not be brand new information, but the person that has given voice to it is delivering it in a fresh way. So that's who I listen to. And I also look for those who kind of back up their words by their life. So if you're, if you're, for instance, I've been listening to a lot of Daryl Johnson's <laughs> sermons online. And he's kind of a new find for me, uh, ran into him initially at one conferences and just love the, the masterful um, unveiling, I think, of biblical truth. Um, I listened to Genesis and then I listened to Revelation and wow, that was, honestly, it was mind blowing. And I'm going like, I've, I've read these books, I've studied these books, yeah. but things that real ha have a real grounding in some sort of like ageless truth I'm really drawn to because I found I don't know about you but especially during the pandemic like there's so many voices giving rise to so many opinions giving rise to so much confusion giving rise to so many people acting in really weird ways because they don't know who to listen to and I kind of determined early on like I'm not going to be that person I do listen to the news but sort of as a like a just to kind of get my bearings but not to make you know overhaul my life around what I'm listening to because nobody agrees on anything exactly I'm watching a few of our incredible young people actually in our own local church begin podcasts and they I, I was curious about the same like what's what's your reasoning but they genuinely are saying we really want to have conversations that are conversations where we're learning and we're posturing ourselves to grow and we'd like to offer those out so loving also some people stepping into this space as well which is is quite amazing to see but I agree with you it's I think the credibility is what we're all longing to see in people the fruit of people's lives right that we're listening to exactly and we know that with gather and just you know when we think of voice or when we think of speaking we immediately think oh there's a platform I'd like to speak on a platform or 
asked me to speak and we kind of put ourselves in those situations where our hands are raised but our voices are still quiet like pick me pick me and I know that in the, those years that I was seeking that I mean I'll be real honest about that I realized at the end of the day like what actually do I have to say so I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about platform because that's a term that you use as you have raised like hundreds of platform speakers in church planting both here and in Australia what mm -hmm. does that mean to you yeah I'm it, I'm so glad to have this conversation we actually just have just brought another whole group of interns on into our local church and it's COVID they're incredible they're pandemic interns we haven't gathered for 15 months like many of the church in Canada right here um, as we record in May and so they're just courageous even being online with us in turning how do you do platform masterclass online but you know we 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 know the power of being able to actually um, reach more people this way to train uh, we actually last night had a big teaching session on what is your platform and i made sure before i ever said where is your platform or what is your platform i said who are you like who are you and what is your life scripture? What is your, like, what is, what is God put in you and who is he shaping you to become? And then from there, we, they thought we were going to talk about our church platform, you know, platform like hosting, emceeing, preaching, whatever else. And we didn't, I said, who's God entrusted you to? Who, who is he asking you to speak up on behalf of who is he asking you to speak into the life of who's he asking you to serve and so I was asking them questions that they didn't really expect to hear around platform and it was a really really great conversation because I genuinely believe that the people God has entrusted us to is the first place we need to step onto the platform and serve with our voice uh, actually, if we rewind even further, there's a voice we need to speak over our lives constantly, right? So, and so, and I think when we show up with this, we're going to discuss today this God, God voice, this God given vocational, you know, essence of who we are. We're actually showing up with Jesus as Jesus within us, Christ within us. And so, I love, I love trying to help people to understand who are you entrusted to right now? Who's in your hand? Who's in your world? Who's in your own um, immediate space? Because that is who you can't influence who you don't love and who you don't know at those levels where there's just a love for those people, right? So yeah, that's great because we tend to think of our platforms as largely virtual, even on social media. So we kind of hone our voice for that audience, but we don't even know them. I mean, we don't, we don't know them. So how can we love them to serve them in the way that you're talking about? Yeah. So I agree with you. I do agree that your message is your life and that voice comes from the word vocation, which is calling. So I would love to just plant on that for a few minutes. Like how is voice related to calling? Well, you honestly, these conversations with you over the last few years and you're already your teaching and the, and the way you've coached and led it for years, as we brought that to our gather interns the last few years, 
really seeing voice and vocation connected I, like I knew it right I knew it I but I nearly knew it in reverse vocation for me this sense of calling like um I've always said to people what when people are like what's the calling I I kind of have always seen it like this um where is God calling your name where's he calling you where are you hearing his voice say your name what moment what what people group what passion like where is he saying if you don't who will right those moments that um you know and and I think that's how we keep discovering our calling is we have to keep asking is my name on this like is my is this my voice is this mine and so and I think it has to be reviewed constantly but you connected voice and vacation so Talk to me about the, the the deeper levels of those words because I think our listeners need to hear your revelation on it too. I, I think that it's a very simple revelation. If we don't learn the sound of our own voice that God has actually planted in us and has just given us to discover and develop, then our voice tends to sound like everyone else is out there or someone we love and admire, you know, we craft our voice around that, or we craft it around what people want to hear, or we craft it around the context that we dream for ourselves. And like calling is so different than context. Calling is your who context is your where, but I'm wondering if we would be satisfied with developing our voice. If the context wasn't revealed to us, like if we didn't see, you know, well, if somebody didn't call and say, hey, Kath, I want you to preach a message on my pulpit on this date, then I can busy get busy getting my voice ready and my message ready. But if that call never comes, you know, I still have a responsibility to develop my voice because it does bring something that inherently carries the voice of God in it, if that's what I want to carry. And it is because he created me, why wouldn't I reflect him in me? I wanted to read something too. Um, so this, this kind of, as I think about it, voice is a theological concept because utterance is directly connected to how God expresses God's own self. So he expresses himself through voice. There's no way that we can speak or utter anything without it reflecting our whole identity. And I think when we try and, and break those two apart and say, oh, I can say all these things on social. I can get up on a platform and speak, but then I can get off that platform and go be the real me. No, that doesn't work. So God spoke and in doing so, God revealed God's self. So speech is revelation and voice is revelation. Voice is intimately tied to theological revelation. And so in ministry, like you said, our speaking isn't just our own, but if it's for the sake of God's own expression. So to me, that carries such a, a call, um, such a reverence to it, that it makes me almost want to be silenced. It's, so, it's almost like the Isaiah moment where, you know, I can't speak because if I'm carrying God's revelation, which my whole life is God's revelation, it's quite it's quite not a heavy load, but it's a sacred load. And I need to really be careful. What am I going to say? What am I not going to say? Who am I in, in terms of um, reflecting God's voice before I want anybody to call me up and ask me to speak? I better get that sorted out. So that's my little 
take on it just because I had to do that work myself. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and I think the reverence, that awe and wonder, that even the, even the, um, I was thinking as you're talking, I love the voice paraphrase. It's just a paraphrase, like it, um, the, uh, the scriptures, but I love that it's called the voice of the, that, that they just choose to call the word of God, the voice of God, because that word voice just feels like, oh, it's not just word, like it's, it's voice, it's, it's, it's still alive. It's, and we know that about his word, but when we refer to his word as his voice, it is, it's, it's his nature, it's his character, it's his power. So then why would we not think that about our own voice too, to be honest, like that, that, that it's not, let's not live dualistically, right? Let's not separate like the human from the divine within us. Like, let's believe that he, his voice within us is our strengths, is our vulnerabilities, is our, is our, imperfections like it's all of us it's our story it's who we are it's our mistakes it's so it's it's him at work within our lives and it's very personal too and I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking well I'm not a speaker I'll just shut off well it's not really for speaker it's for any human being fashioned in God's image that follows Jesus I mean there is a responsibility for you to say okay what does my voice sound like like if I wanted to say what was really true about me what was really true about what God has allowed me to see of himself or study in scripture what would that be and I think you know once you kind of do that sort of work then you can move on to the work of like intonation and vocabulary and you know, how you're going to speak up about that. But every time you do speak, you reveal your identity and your character. Mm -hmm. And that's why, as we think about training the female church in Canada to raise her voice, Mm -hmm. I do think that an integrated approach is so important. Like we want to spend time on that who, you know, who, Mm -hmm. you know, who, who are, who are you? you know, who's at the core of who you are before figure out what that voice um, will carry outside of yourself. So pretty excited about that. Um, But I do believe that to believe in your own voice, you have to first believe in your identity. Yeah. And your, and how your identity came to be too, right? And your story that even as you're talking, I'm thinking about the fact that those broken parts of your story, that way your identity has formed, it, it's part of who you are and how your voice is um, is right now as well. Because, again, I'm thinking of the listener that's like, I'm not ready or I don't, you know. And, of course, we in our, in our um, exciting program, we're going to be launching and coaching program, which we'll talk about at the end. But absolutely, there's a time and a place for parts of your story. What do you keep private? What's personal? What should just be a principle? So we cover some of that as well in, in this coaching space we're going to be in. But I, I do think there's this sense of story. Like I know it sounds heavy, but when I work with my coaching clients on their voice, we, 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 we story out trauma in their life. Like we look for 
um, you, you know, where the story has been and how God's woven himself and his voice into their story. And we find some themes, not just from the trauma, but actually from the highs and the lows, but often we can only be reminded of moments and lessons in our trauma, unfortunately, but I, I do move them into those mountaintop moments to also acknowledge. But from that, you develop themes in your life as well. And, and, and so you get to see God's voice woven through your story. So um, that is, that's, that's a, a deeper work that we, that we do as well, I think, individually with our clients, but also now what we want to offer um, in this coaching space we'll share about. So I have a question for you. When were you aware that your own voice was emerging mm -hmm. and what did it look like to own that? Okay, so there's two really key moments. Um, when I can remember when my voice was being shut down and that's when I was emerging into my womanhood and I'm telling you no one was shutting that down I was shutting that down I was so uncomfortable in my own skin I speak a lot about this when it comes to the gift of our womanhood and this you know blessing we need to call out of where I think those crucial ages are now I know research shows those those identity pieces, they're forming even younger than they were for me, like when it was 16, 17. Now we're talking tweens, like 10, 11, 12 is where voice is getting, you know, like disturbed and um, opposed, like, and shut down. But uh, definitely I remember just starting to feel really uncomfortable in my own skin and therefore in my the core of my womanhood, which is where I believe that that voice is forming often for us as females. And I was just, I was getting quieter and quieter and not being honest about some of the questions I had about life and even God and my, my body and myself. And so um, I just remember actually feeling like if I speak up with my questions, what is someone going to think? So my voice wasn't to like lead and influence. I had questions and I believe even those questions that I wasn't asking out loud because I didn't feel safe meant I was starting to build a narrative in my own head and just not process out loud what I needed to process. So there, and then I was actually good at speaking. I was good at public speaking <laughs> since I was young. I was in grade six I could have gone for school captain. My best little friend, how bad is this? Females to one another said, if you go for school captain and win, I'm never going to be friends with you. And the bottom line is I knew I would win. And so I wanted to keep my friendship. And that's when you're 10, 11. So I remember not going for school captain then. So when it came to grade 12 in Australia, um, there was a chance to run for school captain again. And by then, although I was still fundamentally not sure of who I was and my faith even at that point, I knew I was meant to lead and influence with my voice in that way. So I ran for school captain and I got it. And so every week I would have to speak and give the update, the weekly update to 1,200 teenagers in my school every week. And so I actually... Um, enjoyed it but the problem was I was good at it and I therefore didn't see it as a sacred gift because I had I wasn't the shy I don't have a voice I was like oh I'm good at it it's natural it mustn't be from God 
right? And then this, the, the shaming that happened for me is I was wrestling out my, my, my understanding of God in grade 12. So I had all these well-meaning Christians say, you should be using your leadership for preaching the gospel and kingdom influence and God's only given you that role for that. And I'm not joking when I realized how I shut down even just this natural gift because I was reconciling my faith. So therefore, why would God have given it to me? So it mustn't be from God. So that's how I started to have self-reliance on that gift. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to see it as sacred. So I really started to separate secular and sacred because I was doing that in my own life anyway. And um, then I had to really reconcile that over the next few years. And then I came and had some incredible people just call that back out of me in the church again. And so, but I'll, I'll just never forget those two key moments. One, when I was young, emerging in my womanhood. And then when I felt the pressure to use this in a way that I wasn't ready to use that platform. Yeah, that's fascinating. I think there's so many layers of confusion, you know, the difference between public speaking, uh, is that a natural talent, you know, for everybody that is enrolled in Toastmasters and can we all learn to public speak? And then also the fear of public speaking as, you know, we fear it as much as we fear snakes. There's this thing that, oh, a public speaking, a platform thing is either the ultimate or it's the most scary thing. But yeah, we say, well, you can do that, but you don't actually need it as a gift. It can just be a natural talent. And so I think to talk through some of this and how much more comfortable it is when those merge, when your natural talents are gifts that you use to serve the world and that that works. I know I have a funny story. I was doing fundraising for a few years of life for another organization. And I remember one night the speaker was on the stage and I had pulled the event together And I was mad because here she is like bringing this beautiful message. And I just said to myself, I do not want to be the organizer anymore. I want to be the one with the message. And then the next question was like, okay, what's my message? And I Uh took, it was, it didn't come overnight. I was like waiting for it. Almost like asking God, you know, ready with a pen and pencil. Okay. I'm going to write it down. God, just give it to me. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. But he doesn't just give you a message. He, you have to live out a series of, like you said, traumatic experiences, joyful experiences. You have to work with him to make sense of it, to restore your life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you say, what am I going to take with me? What, I, what am I going to leave behind? And then what's helpful for the building up of others, you know, whether you're in a church context or outside, what is going to be the most helpful? But what will also be the most authentic to me and I didn't own this space because I was worship leading for so many years that was like that's where I get this sense of um, sacredness is that I always was so fearful that I was leading people into the presence of God that like (laughs) I looked at every word of every line of every hymn making sure that I wasn't you know preaching heresy through my worship leading so that's I think for me how God has just always kept this idea it is a very sacred call, but we all have a voice. So it's not just for the preachers, the teachers, um, you know, the, the, those behind the pulpit, those on the platform, it's for all of us. You mentioned something very interesting. And I wonder if anybody listening can relate. You said that you would quiet your voice or you would pull back or you would kind of 
leave it for a while because there was some wrestling with it. And I think for me, for a lot of years, I was self-silencing. And I always thought that your voice could only be silenced by other people. But a lot of times, a lot of us just do it to ourselves. And I think if we internalize the message that asks us to limit our voice, mm-hmm. we self-silence. And then everyone is affected because mm-hmm. it's dangerous for anyone to feel that we're living on the periphery of you know issues of theology and of knowing God. And we're only relying on everybody else to do that work. And we just don't feel that it's our role. And I know a lot of girls and women struggle with this. Like, it's not my role to go there. It's not, that's not my place, you know? And so we self-silence, we step back. But if we do feel silenced, we're also likely to choose a posture sort of of learned helplessness and dependence. You know, like we'll depend on other people to do the work for us or we'll want it brought to us on a silver or we'll sign up for this course and that course. And it's really, we have to do the work because I do know that our biggest regret is we get to the end of our lives and we realize, oh, we just untied the bow of the package of our life. We had no idea what was sitting in there. And God never said, don't open it. You know, yeah. other a few other people might've, but we limited ourselves by saying, I wonder what there is to explore about my voice. Because when I don't show up with mine, as much as I'm not confident in it, as much as I you know, don't really care for the sound of my voice. I think anybody else could say things so much better, but it's missing me. And so, Hey God, I'll do it. I will show up. I will raise my hand. You know, if you take attendance, I'll be here. I won't Mm -hmm. be hiding in the bathroom. I won't be self-silencing. I won't be quieting myself. Um, And I think the female voice, the one that you wrestled to discover in your life and then hold and I think just sort of sorted out what that was the value of that is raised when I show up with my authentic voice Mm -hmm. and when every woman does and I think I know in Canada there is a dearth (laughs) of female voices I mean we're missing in places where we should be speaking where we should be present where we should be um, strategizing where we should be coming up with innovative solutions. I mean, there's so many things that by our presence and our voice, we can make better and they're empty spaces. And I think our voices need to be there for such a time as now, for sure. And when we, I agree fully with you about showing up, it's the story, it's the vulnerability, but it's the strengths. And I think that's what you're, you and I align so deeply on and what I love about what we get to do in raising even in our own internship program and gather, right? Like it's what are you strong in? Like where are you strong? Where's your gifts? Where are these natural talents? Where are these God-given talents? Where are the spiritual talents? Um, When I coach people around, say, this vocation, this sense of what if the season's shifting, I ask them to look at um their voice and they're looking at like well what are you good at like where and then what has God gifted you for um and then of course like what vision do you have with your for your life and what just those dreams but then also what are your values and so those three v words for me form a triangle with that vocation in the middle and I think you ought to ask those questions often but around the voice 
that is all about how are you designed? Like, how do you tick? How do you respond? How do you think? How do you, how do you view the world, right? Like, what, how do you hear things different than I hear things differently? And so when you get confident in that piece of your life, you will show up because you know something in you could serve another person with that strength on your life. And so you and I have both been saying lately, we're not, females aren't as good for some reason in speaking up about where they're strong, right? And, and what they are good at and where the type of person that needs what they have, like, who are they? What kind of person is drawn to you and then seems to be a place where you bear fruit from your conversation? Because you want to talk voice and platform, where are you having those conversations? Jesus, once in a while, got out on a boat, pushed through the crowds to try and talk to someone louder and with more clarity, but mostly his influence was in those conversations that he was having. And P.S. when he did use a boat, he used the most unsuccessful fisherman of that day to use his boat, his pulpit as a pulpit. And he did. It literally says in the message, using Peter's Simon Peter's boat as a pulpit, he pushed out so the crowd could hear him. And but that he chose the unsuccessful fisherman that day right and so I just think there's this place where God's calling us these conversations he's calling us to have and I believe we've got gift and grace to offer people that Jesus would bring along our path and that's our greatest privilege to use our voice in that way yeah because yeah I mean what qualifies you and I I don't want anyone listening to this think that we're just talking about like a five-minute speak you know somewhere some I mean, that's great because the challenge with not having opportunities to use our voice is that we have no way to stretch our confidence muscle. And we need that. Like there's such a huge gap for women in the area of confidence, but that's one piece of the bigger conversation. It's the one-on-one it's the, you don't know when you're going to land up, you know, in a small group somewhere and somebody asks you a question and it's your voice that is giving the answer. And I know that this is a global issue for women in the marketplace, in ministry, in the church, it's everywhere, but particularly in the church, there are so many other layers of why we believe that we're not qualified to use our voice, that Mm -hmm. I think it's particularly uh, a call of gather to equip the female church to learn to discover and use her voice for the good of the kingdom. wherever that is however that looks and so we really want to invest in that and we have had well over 200 women on the gather platform well it's not gathers platform it's god's platform but obviously we tried to create opportunities for that in the last four or five years and we know that there'll be many more and so we just want to make it more the accept more the norm than the exception that women are investing in discovering their voices developing them networking to create opportunities for each other but also exploring all the layers that come about with being a Christ follower as a female and hearing from both male and female communicators about how best to deliver that so we're going to be doing that through gather voices which launches this summer it will be a six-month cohort of 
communicators is a really broad word because as I read a more, you know, there's different ways to communicate. You can preach, you can teach, you can evangelize. I mean, you can herald, you know, an announcement. There's so many different ways, but really using your voice wherever you are um, is just expressing your, your core identity and to begin to be comfortable. I know I was coaching a woman once and she was much older than me at the time. And she said like, I'm just not comfortable in my own skin. And she was a CEO and she was not comfortable in her own skin. I never forgot that. I want to be comfortable in my skin. I want you to be comfortable in yours. I want you to feel like this is not just okay. My voice is stunning. My voice is given only to me. Nobody else can copy it. Nobody else can try and be who I have or say what I have to say or live what I've been called to live. So I think that's what Gather wants to, I know that's what Gather wants to invest in. We're yeah. calling it Gather Voices. And we're starting out with, you know, the who, the core of who you are, but we're also going to be moving fairly quickly to opposition to your voice, which includes why you might be the biggest person that is keeping you from using your voice. So we're so excited to to bring this to um, the female church in Canada and yeah. we'll keep this conversation going. Yeah, this this whole podcast series is uh, this term together. We're going to have some of these conversations, but with some of those coaches that we will invite in to our Gather Voices cohort. So I, um, the girls are going to be able to download a bit more information about that after this podcast. But Kathy, we've been dreaming about this pretty much since, you know, we both connected together a few years ago. And um, I love when God gave us that phrase, like the female church, right? The female church of Canada. And, um, and I love your, you have consistently because you lead and work with men and women, you have consistently told us that we can, we need to be equipped by males and females that believe in the female voice. And I love just all that equity that'll be in those online rooms that we're going to host. And so I'm, I'm honored to think about the female voice that's rising in Canada and how we can come alongside that for a season I'm super yeah. excited I'm excited it. too I mean it was Jesus that really empowered the females that he met and called out their voices called out their their destinies and that was a, such a great example of male and female partnership and exactly. we we want to grow our own for sure but we're so much better together and I do believe that we model that when we work together yeah so watch out Canada watch out world for the next six months and you'll get more information on it but Vanessa you've really impacted me with your voice uh with your wisdom especially grappling with uh the complexity of the female voice we are complicated and that's a beautiful thing but we have inherent value just because and especially because we're made in God's image and I think when we when we move towards more equity in the church for the female it opens up the door to more equity for anyone that has never felt like they belonged, you know, because of their race, because of their socioeconomic class. And we don't, I don't think that's right. We need to be equitable in the space that God has called us to. And so we want to say to every female listening, like you are highly valued, you are beloved and your voice matters. And that sense of, 
equity that literally says to all of humanity, welcome home, like a broken, unequal, you know, church can't do that. And how will the earth know the nature and character of God if they don't know the male and female voice and know it within them? So my, I'd love to bless the, the listeners over this um, podcast today even as they're going to begin maybe praying into God are you asking me to take this next step in um, strengthening for some people your voice is already clear and influential and uh, and strong and yet you know there's always more to steward and for others I'm thinking about the university gorgeous girl that is like actually shaking right now and questioning maybe some of her fundamental beliefs but if she could get in a room with us and just ask those questions and wrestle that out in the core of who she is out loud she's going to form an even stronger voice right so I think about her I think about the the mother that's going could I do this I'm about to have baby number two can summer really be about this and then all the second half of the year but lastly I believe the time is now because I think we are coming through this season into a new normal and more than ever God is asking us to sharpen and strengthen those places in us that need to be strong and ready for kingdom come because revival is on its way and Jesus needs all of us so I am going to read to you today from Song of Songs it's kind of where I really teach girls to find themselves and the, the broken pieces of their feminine heart in this Song of Songs it's stunning and there's a moment where the girl is um, in a conversation with this, again, this, this lover of her soul. And he says, rise up, dear friend, my fair and beautiful lover, and come to me, my shy and modest dove, leave your seclusion. And I feel like that's what's happened for many of us in this last season. Come out in the open. So I went with him. And when we were climbing the rocky steps, which life can feel like, my beloved shepherd said to me, Oh, my dove, while we're here in the seclusion of the clefts of this solid rock in the sheltered and secret place of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is ravishing. And I just believe the, the audience who, the audience of one, where first our voice needs to be spoken, is out loud in the presence of God where we literally have him call our voice out because he thinks it's ravishing. He thinks it's so sweet and he savors every word that we speak. So if nothing else, would you just open your voice to your shepherd lover, Jesus Christ in this season and then see where else he wants to take your voice. So we love you girls. We're with you on this journey and we'd be honored to come alongside you in this coaching space for your voice. Absolutely. And I'm thinking of those words, it, it is time to come out of hiding. So we can't wait to see you can't wait to wait to hear you and be together. God bless everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Love you. 
We trust that this conversation you were just a part of today on our podcast would really empower you in your sphere of influence to continue to strengthen your gorgeous, brilliant, phenomenal feminine voice and strength that you have to offer your spheres of influence. We are so excited about launching Gather Voices coaching cohort for summer all the way through to the rest of 2021 to really continue to coach and champion the female voice in the church and across our nation of Canada. Why don't you consider jumping on our wait list, looking at the information, praying into whether this is your time to take the next step and really continue to grow with your revelation that you beautiful woman of God have an opportunity to use your voice for the sake of the kingdom in new ways in new arenas maybe for the first time or maybe it's whole new levels of influence that you are believing God is entrusting you with in this season seriously girls revival will only happen when the female church awakens to usher in humanity's welcome home with your voice and your presence. So why don't you look at stepping into, investing into this space called Gather Voices with us for a six-month journey. Phenomenal guest coaches are coming on, guest equippers. You're going to meet incredible girls across our nation online from wherever you are so that all different parts of this nation can be impacted with your voice. Consider joining us. Jump on to gatherwomen.com and have a look at all that is coming up in this movement that serves you and the call of God in your life.